Here's the thing. Making a piece of content is easy. Consistently making content and trying to keep it interesting and fresh is not easy. And if it was easy, everybody would be fucking doing it. I mean, a lot of people are doing it. Uh, some with much more success than others, but but it it to to try to do a good job and to be consistent, it's a lot of work. It's like another job. Hello, my friends. This is Wormhole Matt here, or just Matt, or just Wormhole, whatever you prefer. Um, thank you for joining us once again on the Wormhole Manifest podcast. Um, today is a very, uh, really, just a really great and interesting discussion uh, with my friend Frankie, um, who is a uh, I don't want to say YouTuber, but she does have uh, some really great content out there on YouTube, um, so you need to check that out. Um, and I hope that you uh, enjoy this episode, because I really enjoyed recording it and having this discussion on uh, the different topics, mainly interview style, kind of going back to that and steering away from the average uh, just chat about random things. <laughs> so I, I hope you enjoy that. Um, the um, I, I did actually have uh, questions. We start off and it is pretty low-key, uh, just general conversation. And then I get into the interview stuff to just pick Frankie's brain uh, to find out some really good in information and uh, just what is uh, motivating her to put out the kind of content that she does on YouTube. So I really hope you enjoy the discussions. Um, here's a quick disclaimer, though. Uh, so let's I'm going to throw that out there and then we'll start the show. Um... The Wormhole Manifest podcast does not promote the use of illegal drugs or substances, but aims to educate for higher, re uh, for, for harm reduction purposes. Uh, shit. Okay. <laughs> if you are going to indulge in use of any substance, be sure to learn as much as you can about it uh, so that you can have the safest and most beneficial experience possible. Um, if you are not sure if a substance uh, that you may have obtained is what it is, um, wherever you got it from um there are there's a way to test your products um so that you can make sure that it is and that way it doesn't have any crazy stuff like fentanyl or uh, whatever that's been all over the news um so you can go to dancesafe.org and you can get these reagent test kits and they will tell you if you have something that is uh has other kinds of adulterants or fentanyl or whatever else, but it also tell you that, you know, your substance is what uh, it was advertised to be. Um, we just want to make sure that you are safe out there um, because you can't just simply tell people not to use stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, you can you can help uh, with the harm reduction uh, practice and, and get the word out so that uh, people can be safe and still have a really great experience um, with these things. So check them out at dancesafe.org. Okay, on with the show. Enjoy.
Okay. Um, well, have you, uh, Frankie, have you, have you ever tried ketamine? No, <laughs> no, I have not. I've heard uh, people talk about it, but yeah. Have have you, are you, are you on the ketamine journey? <laughs> well, I, I did it like, I tried it like 25 years ago, something like that. Um, and had my little brief, you know, uh, experimentation with it. Um, and I liked it back then. I thought it was pretty cool. Like it's, it's like, uh, you know, it's like taking an acid trip, but condensed down into, instead of like 12 hours, you, you get like, you do in like 25, 30 minutes, you know, but, um, but it's not that intense either. You know, it's not a, it's just, it's a dissociative anesthetic, you know, or, uh, mm. cat tranquilizers is what, is what the people have called it. But, uh, yeah, no, I've um, never even done, I've never done acid either. I don't, uh, I've never done hallucinogenics. <laughs> uh, no, so. no psychedelics or, no. um, I think the closest is MD, is MDMA a psychedelic. I don't think so. It's not like a classic psychedelic, no. but it, it, it can have psychedelic properties, um, depending on how much you take. But yeah, no, um, I, I tend to stay away from them. Um, they're not good for my mental um, health. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they would be anyway. So I, I, I'm very weary. Well, well of I guess that. The reason I bring it up is because I've been I've been exploring it lately, and um, the the the, pro, the the thing that's different about that substance versus other more classic psychedelics is that you know it it can um, it has it has first of all it has a lot of uses. There's a lot of benefits to it in in the world, um, and I've got like half a dozen sites saved that show the. Uh, you know, all the potential uses for, from everything from, from mental health to, you know, all kinds of other, uh, you know, clinical uses and, and whatnot, um, as, as a recreational type thing, um, it, it can be problematic, like unlike classic psychedelics, like, like with, with mushrooms or, or LSD, you know, and, and some of the other ones like you, the, the, the reset period for tolerance is, is very, um, is long. So it makes people not want to do it like continuously. Unlike somebody does like Coke or meth, you know, like they want to do it again oh, yeah, 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 yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's what makes it addictive because you can actually get more out of a stronger dose of those other substances, ketamine kind of the same way until you, you know, you either K hole is what they call it. Like yeah. you kind of just go into this other dimension or whatever. And then, uh, and then come back. But like, the the again the reason I bring it up is because I was I was doing a lot of research into it and it seems like there's a lot of good benefits they're they're doing active um um therapy with it now you know so like if somebody's suffering from like uh you know the uh what is it like clinic treatment resistant depression and anxiety and things like that they can go in for like a ketamine infused therapy session you know. And, no, and they, I've, heard, I've definitely heard good things about the research. Yeah, like you, you don't you don't go into the therapy and like snort a line of it, you know. Like they actually you know inject you with it, and you know, so it's not as crude, but it's all like. And they, of course, when you're in therapy, you have a it's a structured mm. and safe setting, you know, for for everything. Um, but I wasn't uh, looking into it for that reason. I just had wanted to try it again because it'd been 25 years and mm. I was like, all right. So I, I did about a year ago, I tried some and then I, then I waited and I was like, yeah, it was pretty cool. 
kind of how I remembered it, you know. And then about three or four months ago, I was like, I'm going to get some more of that because I know it's a good combination with other substances like MDMA and whatnot. Mm. Um, and, and that's actually the the best combo is with MDMA and a little bit of ketamine like that. That is like hmm. anybody I, think- I know that is is a psychonaut. They 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 will say that's like the best combo. <laughs> it's yeah. like so MDMA so I've tried that. That's and cool. uh, uh, to be drug ignorant. MDMA is similar, like to Molly, right? That's just the other name for Molly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, makes sense ecstasy. because from yeah, from what I I've experienced with other people who have experimented with MDMA with is it's very euphoric. It makes you very happy and lovey, and um, so I can see that doing ketamine with that would probably just be probably pretty enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy and, and it is anyway. like yeah. it, as someone who I mean I, I'm not like so well versed as to say that like I know like all the ins and outs but like I think that the my experiences have been have been pretty good with with pretty much any substance I've tried but uh, you know there's been times when it's not so good but then you learn things from those not mm. so good experiences it's like the difficult trips you know they say there's no such thing as a bad trip. There's just the difficult ones and then difficult ones is where you learn the most, mm. you know, like that's where you like can come back and you're like, oh, my God, why didn't I think of that before? You know, like you're like got all these like brilliant ideas. You're like, geez, you know, so it really shows you something and, you know, whatever. But but the 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 thing I was like I said, what I was bringing it up for is because I, I started getting into it, but I was maybe getting a little too into it. Mm. And and the, the I was watching one of your videos recently, the the one about the. um um elephant in the room with uh, the drinking and you know slurred speech and whatnot like um anybody who knows me or who has been on the show has usually seen me because i record with cameras but i haven't posted any of that anywhere but uh i usually mention that i'm drinking this or whatever like like today i'm drinking a yingling's lager it's like it's finally available in missouri you know so like it's east coast beer is the oldest uh brewery in the nation you know it was like formed in like 1840 or something like that maybe even before that but i usually drink a few beers or or a beer um during recording just to kind of loosen up you know it's whatever you know it's it's just something i do but and and i all have also talked about my drinking problems in the past and Mm -hmm. and things like that so yeah i i've i try not to go down the route of you know with my little healing journey i've been on for the past couple years um uh your video reminded me that I'm like, I need to make it a point to tell people that I'm not like either high or getting drunk on my episodes, but at the same time, like I am drinking, you know, and, and maybe under the influence, you know, I haven't yet. I don't think that I've, since I've started this show, but I haven't been on the, under the influence of anything else. Um, Kratom. No, I don't think I've been on that either. Um, But, but the, the, the point is, is that what your what your episode reminded me was that I, I wanted to bring that up because it, it also sent my brain down this path of like, what do you people know, think? not not necessarily what people think, but like, I, I'm pretty open about my past, like <clears throat> afflictions or addictions mm-hmm. and and things like that. Um, and so I wanted to bring up that. It's funny I'm bringing it up now because the episode I'm getting ready to release, so people will have heard that episode before they hear this one. I got completely toasted, like 
flat out drunk by the end of the episode. And I don't even remember like signing off of the show. Oh, wow. Like, I don't, I didn't, I was like, Blackout. and it was a spur of the moment recording. Like I was in mm. the mood. I had already been drinking before I started recording oh, yeah. and I'm like, man, I need to record something. You know, this is like, I was feeling good and I got in the zone and then I, I got a friend of mine to come on my friend, Mario, um, the artist, the artist and rogue um, to come on and, and, and grace me with his presence during that fiasco of a, of an episode mm. that I'm still editing, by the way, it's, Ugh. it's, it's a mess, but, um, that's not something, but it's not a habit, you know, it hasn't become a habit yet yeah. to start doing that. But that was that one like isolated incident, I'm going to call it, you know, and then, <clears throat> but looking up back over the past couple months, it's like, I've been doing all this ketamine, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, am I really starting to, you know, take a different turn? Like a turn for and, the worse, and- like negative bro no no just like like i'm I, I was doing so well and whenever i say that to myself when something goes wrong and i'm like man i was doing so well and then now this happens or this happened you know i have it, it's a time to reflect and be like am i really going down a different path or did i just take a little detour to see what was down there and now i'm back on track mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. i gotta like analyze all the different aspects of it because it's 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 interesting because I'm like, I, I do think I was doing really well and I still think I'm doing really well, but it doesn't, it doesn't uh, take away anything from the work I've already done. It just shows that, you know, anyone is capable of slipping up no matter what they're doing. And it also reminded me, this is, again, this is why I wanted to bring you back on the show because I've seen you doing a lot of stuff with like your content creation and everything. Um, and then that episode struck me and I'm like, okay, I got to get you back on here because, um, the, oh, now I'm losing my train of thought. Um, the, the, th- the point that I think I'm trying to make is that I have seen, I, I've known, I, I've known you for a while and, and we have all struggled. There's lots of people that struggle with mental health issues. Yeah. Um, I remember telling you probably two or three years ago about the whole psychedelics thing and microdosing mm-hmm. and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And that's what kind of began. It started to make my shift into wanting to finally get better. Um, and then it struck me recently that it's like, it doesn't matter what one person does that works for them. It, the, the main thing that matters is that they're doing something mm-hmm. that works for them. And I found myself even with another friend who who's having a pretty rough time right now, um, basically dumping all this information onto this poor person who is really struggling. And when you are in that mind, and I remember when I was, you don't want to hear it. Mm. You don't want to hear the solution. You don't want to hear what's going to help you get better. It's like all the people telling me that the only way to lose weight is diet and exercise. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I didn't, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like I'm, I'm, I was military for like 20 years. I exercised like all the time, except for when I didn't. And when I didn't, I was drinking and doing all these unhealthy things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I was shooting myself in the foot anyway, but I didn't, I I knew that already. I knew about diet and, you know, all this stuff from being in the military, you know, like they, they want you to be healthy so you can go out there and do your job and complete the mission, you know? So, um, the, the thing is, is like, 
I, I started to reflect on that. And I'm like, you know what? Because I remember when I was telling you about like microdosing, I'm like, you should try it, you know, like you should try microdosing because it's, it's what helped me. Yeah. But like, you know, it, people don't want to hear that. So I'm just wondering what like your perspective is on that a little bit as far as like trying to help other people once you've, because that's what I, I kind of feel like. I feel like I've gotten better to a point where I'm like, I really want to help people out. You know, I want to show people what things have done for me. But I realize that not the same thing's going to work for everyone. You right. know, you can so, give them bits and pieces, but yeah. <laughs> I say if you're sharing your life with people, um, you just help them by sharing your struggles. And I mean, you're you're on my Facebook uh, in the, the very exclusive list. And so you can, you know, sharing with other people what you're feeling it helps because it bridges people. It makes them not feel as alone. And yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be preached to. We all know like, Oh gee, it's just like, Oh, I could snap my fingers and not be, you know, have this problem. It's like, if it was that easy, it, I would have done it by now. <laughs> right. So I think the best way to help people is being as, as honest and you as you can be in what you're experiencing and what you're struggling because yeah, you're right. We all have slip ups, you know, like, like for me, I had great mental health for a big chunk of time and that took a huge nosedive. And I was very honest with a lot of the people who got to know me when I was having my first episode of like big mental health problem, you know, okay. and they helped me by saying, I feel that way, or I, I have this experience or, you know what I mean? And in that way mm -hmm. you help each other, uh, because there is no fixing people. There is just helping people and sharing your story and your experience is helping people. Yeah. That's what, that's what I think. I mean, that's that makes, been my whole philosophy since, you know, day one on social media, on Twitter. So just sharing <laughs> well, my experience. It's like the, the thing that's been crazy lately is like when I've, I, I've noticed these kind of like kind of changes in me, you know, and before it was all about noticing the changes that were, that I was liking, you know, the mm. things that were different from who I used to be. And then I started noticing kind of like a little bit of a, you know, like kind of falling back onto some older bad habits and, and things like that. And it's like, and, and I recognize it. The thing is, is like the, the, that's the difference the good is part. I think that's I recognize the good part it is now. That you can recognize it and you can nip it in the bud. Like you can. Yeah stop it from becoming yeah. a habit again. Right. Yeah. That's why I'm like, okay, it's been, it's been, I'm, I've been counting the days. It's been, uh, it's like 21 days, I think since I last had some, some ketamine, <laughs> some special <laughs> wow. K. So, so it's like, okay, you know, because, and, and that's the thing is like, why, why does the one substance that I like the most have to be the one that is, that, you know, can be potentially problematic. It's, it's not problematic if you go into and get it, you know, uh, infused during therapy, like once every three yeah. to six months, you know, but, but if you're doing it every other day, you know, even if it's minuscule amounts and then, and, and it still has a high tolerance, um, kind of thing. So like, as soon as you do a certain amount, like the next time you do it, even if it's an hour or two later, you kind of have to do double what you just did, mm. you know? And then if you wait two days, 
it's still not fully reset yet. You know, you have to wait at least at least a week, maybe two for it to like uh, kind of. But I think somebody mentioned recently and I don't want to be giving out bad information, but like I think it's with a substance like this, it's like you never do actually fully reset your tolerance. Oh, so wow. It's kind of so like, it just keeps building. That's dangerous. Yeah. Expensive. Yeah. And Dangerously so, yeah, that expensive. Is, <laughs> right. So, so it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut that shit out. You know, I may enjoy it or, or, you know, do some like every, you know, a couple times a year, maybe just depending um, the, I think the tolerance that I've read or researched with uh, MDMA um, to be safe is at least a month, but best if you wait about three months in between uses, oh, Wow, you know, so like you, you're rolling, you have a, a good fun night, you know, and then, uh, and then just, you know, take a break for a couple months. And then if you feel like it, you can revisit that without any cause any kind of like neurotoxicity or anything yeah. like that. Um, and, and so just to be safe, they even make like roll kits, which is like all these extra like vitamins and stuff like that you can do to kind of prepare your system and brain like so that you don't... I don't know anything about. Like I would like I wouldn't even know where to begin to look for the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'd ask you. <laughs> it would be a yeah, it's just that I mean, I since I started, you know, I mean, I did a bunch of crazy stuff when I was younger, you know, like in, in my late teens and twenties, mm -hmm. you know, but then I joined the military. So oh, I couldn't yeah. do anything really yeah. for a, a long ass time. And the only thing I could do is that wasn't traceable was like, was LSD because you, you well, can't test for that. You know I mean? Take a <laughs> strand of hair. The, the or, irony, you know, if you know of the history of the military and testing using LSD on the soldiers, like it's, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Those hilarious. videos were hilarious. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, the one drug I, that they can't detect right <laughs> and it's like the craziest and it lasts like 12 you know 8 to 12 hours like i have no idea what <laughs> is that the it, one where like it, books will talk to you and your shoes will talk to you is that like the oh one? i mean like you'll be transported to like a different world <laughs> the the only the only the, the only uh closest i don't know if you ever seen the movie fear and loathing in las vegas oh yeah with yeah. johnny depp yeah, and yeah 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 there's there's one scene where the special effects kind of captured almost perfectly what the visuals, what the visual side of or, or visual okay. effects side yeah. of LSD is like, is when he's in the hotel, you know, he's Hunter S. Thompson, he's in the hotel and he looks at the carpet and it has this floral pattern and then it starts kind of moving around and stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's like the closest I've seen mm. in like any videos replicating mm. uh, the, you know, but as far as, Every, I think everybody's experience is, is different. You know, like some people don't get any visuals from it at all, depending on their body, you know, chemical makeup or whatever. Well, yeah, when I first, so. well, the, the one or the one of maybe two times I ever did like MDMA, um, I don't know. Am I allowed, like, is there a statute of limitations? I did it in Canada, so it's fine. <laughs> um, um, the one experience I had, like the other person who was doing it was a female and she was just so like, she was definitely tripping and I was feeling almost nothing. I was feeling like very happy, but she was tripping balls. And I was just yeah. like fascinating because we are experiencing, we're two different experiences from the same thing. So were they like, um, cause there's different forms too. You can take like a pressed pill, which I don't know to be honest, to be honest, <laughs> I was at a, uh, I think it's, they're called 
some sort of stag where they have this big fundraiser for like when people are getting married and you oh, go wow. and like everybody drinks and donates money or whatever. And I was on the dance floor and somebody gave me a pill and I took it. <laughs> and so oh. I don't really know. <laughs> Man, this was is... a long time ago. I don't think, I don't <laughs> think I would, do, I don't think I would do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer listeners. If you're ever in a position like that, do not take it or yeah, like, you can keep that pill. And now they have, uh, there's testing kits that you can get to make sure yeah. the substance is actually what someone claims it to be. So even if you're looking for some types of substance as yeah. harm reduction, you know, get, get Absolutely. a testing kit to make sure that uh, your substance is what it claims to be and doesn't have any kind of like alternates or uh, fillers or extra yeah. stuff and fentanyl. fentanyl. Yeah. yeah um, um, that is, that shit goes that we even didn't for worry weed. about 20 years ago. Well, even huh? now, even for weed, like it's good that they're legalizing in so many places because I wouldn't trust getting weed on the street because mm. Lord knows what they're putting in there. So, yeah. I mean, I would hope it wouldn't be, I mean, but anything too bad, but like with the way oh, people fentanyl is in everything, it, plants, fentanyl is in yeah, everything. Like, but when I yeah. was like 20 years ago, I, I remember having uh, an experience where I smoked some weed and I, it was definitely laced with something given how I felt oh, wow. some of the things like, like how things were heightened around me and stuff like that. So like, and that was, you know, 20, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. However many years ago, long years ago. Um, yeah. So it was a worry then, but it, it wasn't fentanyl then now like fentanyl. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, like back then, we, you know, the, the terms harm reduction was not even our, in our vocabulary. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you know, if you wanted to, to go out and have a good time and somebody's like, hey, I got something of this X, whatever kind of, you know, substances it, it is, you're like, oh, yeah, give it to me. There was no like weighing it out right. to make sure your dose is whatever. You didn't know what dose was even supposed to be and like anything like there was, um, would be no way to know what it even what like. The concentration. Yeah, not, not everybody's. There would be no way. Na, yeah. Now all the people that I know that are psychonauts or people that are researching this stuff, like I mean, everybody I know has like a. They're very careful uh, and knowledgeable about milligram. Their they're almost you know, nerds scale. about it. They're yeah, almost yeah. nerds about it. Yeah. Because they're so into like the science behind it and everything. Mm -hmm. Like watching like uh, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, the you know the Vice show that you can see on YouTube or Amazon Prime now. Like that that dude is so into the science behind all the psychoactive chemicals that like he you know he goes on these rants like during the middle of the show while they're showing things being produced in like some underground lab mm. he's like talking about like the all the different aspects of this you know this carbon's attached to this and you yeah, filter this through this or, yeah. you know all this stuff so like yeah i mean he, he's yeah. literally a scientist and studying this stuff and, and he has a podcast too that you know he interviews all these p famous people that were, you know, uh, not famous like celebrities, but people that are in the world of psychedelics that, that, you know, founding fathers of a lot of these different, mm. uh, substances and, and what they did there, most of them are chemists. So that's why they yeah, were able to sense. synthesize yeah. a lot of these different things and, and get them, you know, <laughs> get yeah. them out there. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's interesting the the, you know, where, where I was going with beginning of it was just like, yeah, I kind of saw that I was like, even some of my friends that I talk to like on discord and are like, they're like, man, wormhole, you're kind of like kind of going off the rails a little bit, you know? And I'm like, damn it, man. Like 
I was doing so good. And then I caught myself when I was saying that. I was like, I was doing so well, you know, like, mm-hmm. wait, I'm still doing well because I recognize, you know, mm-hmm. and when I'm like, and, and the same thing with like a customer today, I was starting to get a, like almost like a panic attack because this guy was like giving me a bunch of shit. And I was like, I was like, uh, okay, I'm, I need to, I need to breathe, you know, mm-hmm. I need to do some, some, uh, breath work real quick, you know, for about five minutes and kind of calm down. Um, and then, then, then respond to this customer without freaking the fuck out on them, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> so it's like, all right, yeah. but, but yeah, um, that, that's all that what kind of stemmed from the, not stemmed from that, but I've been thinking about that. And it's kind of like what I was thinking about when I was like, man, I'm, I've been not feeling that great the last couple of weeks. And then, uh, for this, this reason or, or another, all kinds of things combined, maybe stress, um, and whatnot. And then, uh, I remember when you were having a hard time, like a year or so ago, you know, and like, I think you said something like you were taking a break from a lot of things and focusing on other stuff and, mm. and, you know, and then you even went to like a doctor, I think, or, you know, maybe tried some medication. Yeah, again, it and- was, uh, at first it was, it was anxiety and I was, my cat had died and it was very stressful on top of everything else. Mm. And, um, it was, and then, uh, and then, um, then it became anger issues <laughs> somehow, uh, at the beginning, at the end of last year or whatever. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 I think the, the main thing that everyone needs to remember with mental health stuff is that even if you're doing something that is working for you, that is making you not just like get by day to day, if you found something like I did, I thought I found like the the Holy grail, the thing that was going to like make me all better. And even when I was talking to my doctor and like therapist is like, they're like, you're doing so well now. Like you were doing way better than you were like two or three years ago, you know? And it's like, you've come a long way. And and I was like, yeah, and I'm doing a podcast now and I'm trying to tell people how good I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, and then here I am, like, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like crap. Like my anxiety is coming back for like the longest time. I had like zero anxiety. Nothing was bothering me. And everything was like a simple mm. thought process of being like, well, if this happens, then I just do this and then this and then mm. this step by step. I could lay it out like a game of chess, you know, like. And and it's not like that. So the, the main thing I want to remind everyone is that we as humans, our, our mental health is kind of like a roller coaster. Yep. You can be going up for a long time, long time, years even, and then it will take one little event and send you crashing down. So it's like, just got to be on the guard, you know, and like. It's, it's, it's almost like <laughs> substance abuse in that you're always going to be an addict and you may or may not make it all the way to the end without relapsing. Same thing with yeah. mental health. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Okay. So that, that was kind of like my, I wanted to get all that out and it's and and I haven't been recording lately too. That was the other thing is like, because of how I've been feeling for the past four or five months, you know, like my last, basically since the last recording, it was, it was back in May when I got drunk on that episode and I haven't, and I'm, that's what I'm working on releasing now. So it's been almost like two and a half, three months since the last episode. And I had one recorded before that. So I was able to work on that one and, and release that one last month. But it was difficult because editing takes forever. And I just don't <laughs> feel yeah. like it. I just I didn't have it in me to yeah. like, you know, I was trying to like work and, and do other stuff to kind of just keep things going. But uh, 
but that, but all that's not the main reason I wanted to bring you back on here. You've been doing some cool stuff with with YouTube, and I wanted to point out that I just realized this. I remember when you started talking about doing your uh, channel on YouTube, the With Frankie, and looking. I'm looking right now at the uh, at your videos at the uh, oh wait, oldest one was three years ago already. Yeah. So three years. <laughs> you think my channel would be doing better, but no. <laughs> well, I mean, but still, you're you're still doing it. So yeah. that's you know. Well, it's fun, and it it uses so many parts of my brain that love to be activated. So. Yeah. So, so that's, that's what I'm going to start off. Like now we're going to get into the actual topics of the, uh, the show, uh, is, is the, you know, the main topic I want to talk about was content creation in and of itself. And then what it kind of is pertaining to, you know, what you do. So I've got a bunch of, bunch of questions written down, which is, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to actually do a real podcast. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's awesome. <laughs> so, um, so have you, were you able to look over some of those? Yeah, I was able to look over some. I didn't want to overthink it because I didn't want to feel rehearsed or anything. So yeah, I get yeah. the general gist of, uh, yeah, I get the gist of it. So 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 when I'm looking at your your channel and I'm like, the the one thing I do like about it is that it's it's very diverse. Like there, if there is a topic or, or something like majority, I think when you were starting off, you were doing the, the cooking stuff, mm -hmm. which is cool. Um and since I've started cooking, that was like one of my things too for, for my mental health. You know, I was like, I was not doing too much, but I was like grilling again. You know, I used to yeah. grill all the time, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But uh, it's it seems like you're, you've, you've branched out and you have a lot of different topics and things that you're covering. So like if someone is going through your channel, you know, they are most likely going to find something that kind of vibes or resonates with them yeah. to click on to watch. So you're, I, I think that um one of my old uh, best friends um jason he used to say variety creates interest mm. and 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 I, <laughs> i've you know always always like it's kind of been a motto i've kind of lived by because i'm like yeah variety i mean sometimes you can have too much variety yeah and but... I, and for youtube allegedly variety isn't the thing but i like channels um I like variety channels. So, you know, yeah. that's, but variety is not necessarily good because generally, like if you're looking for content on electronics and you're like, Oh, this is great. This electronics video is great. It's perfect. And you subscribe, but then all the other content on it is, you know, cooking mm. and AI and, and <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's hard to get people to subscribe to begin with, but it, it's, it would be helpful, I guess, if I had one topic, but that's not me. And it's about to hmm. get like a whole bunch of other like topics because the, uh, I'm going to have actual shooting studio space now, and I'm going to be doing lots of other stuff, crafts and projects in addition to what I've always been doing. So yeah. So what do you think inspires, like, we'll, we'll go into the questions. Like, what do you, what do you think inspires the actual topic? Like, what do you just like think of something and like, Hey, I've been thinking about this one subject matter for a while. Um, let me do a video on that or, or what, it, what kind of inspires the, 
just everything inspires me and I have a like a Google list of and files and files of ideas of things I want to do. I have no <laughs> uh, problem coming up with ideas. Um, but I think like for the AI stuff, obviously that was very timely and topical and I'm going to continue to do some of it, but uh, some more AI stuff and incorporate it into the kitchen more and things like that. Um, but it, just things that really interest me, you know, uh, for longer, for longer, like content stuff. I, for instance, I've been researching now for a while in um, cellular agriculture, which is like hmm. synthetic meats and uh, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And so that's something I've, so I've been, you know, listen to podcasts and I listen to a lot of podcasts. And so sometimes it's like, oh, this thing is really interesting that I just heard about. I want to learn more about it. And when I learn more about things and I get excited about things, I want to share it with people and I want other people to learn what I just learned or know about the thing I just found out about. And so that's what really drives all my content for the most part. Sometimes it's just like fun, weird ideas I come up with or, you know, I watched quite a bit of YouTube um, in general. So like sometimes one of the creators I watch inspires me for uh, like an idea that I have spent spun off from what they just did. That's different, but like watching them made me think of this project I could do that would be amazing kind of thing. So. Hmm. Well, that's cool. I, I, and I know what you mean, because like I'm I'm kind of the same way, like when I when I hear about something that seems kind of interesting, like I don't know if it's my ADHD or what, but like I end up going into this like. I don't know, like this this zone of researching every possible yeah. bit of information I can find on whatever the subject is that I just found out about. And I'm like, I got to figure this out. Like what, why does, why is this and this mm -hmm. and yep. whatever, yep, you know. yep, yep. that's, yeah, I feel that way too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what, what do you think, like, since you've been making the videos now for, for three years, like what are some of the lessons you've learned? Like, you know, from like the past videos, obviously I think one of the, uh, examples may be like the, like I said, if people, watch your channel, they, they find the elephant in the room, uh, video, you know, like I, I find, I, I figured, or I think, I don't know, maybe I'm just assuming, but it seems like that's something that you learned from either listening or reading comments or, or other people, you know, and so you had to make a video about that quick subject yeah. to make mm -hmm. sure, you know, yeah, that was a friend who directly sent me a message and said, Hey, are, are you drinking when you're doing these videos? And me being like, <laughs> Holy cow, no. And then finding out why that he thought that and then feeling like, wow, if he thinks that then maybe other people do, and I don't want um, that to, because I mean, anybody who's, who knew me from Twitter for so many years and stuff knows you know, how much I like the drink and I didn't want them to think that it's such a problem that I can't like even make content without being drunk. Cause that's ridiculous. So I just wanted to make sure that, so that's one thing I learned, but you know, um, there's not, I've learned that it's really fucking hard, <laughs> like to get any traction in the algorithm. I think that's the, the big lesson, like, People love to say oh, how easy it is, but those big accounts yeah. dominate and it is hard to crack in there. And 
I spend way too much time thinking about how to like get into the algorithm. I even asked my AI, <laughs> my AI <laughs> to tell me how to like, if there was a way I could talk to the algorithm or if there's a way I could communicate with it or something like that, which I know is incredibly weird and nerdy, but I spend so much time <laughs> trying to figure out how to reach more people with my content. Mm. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm, I don't want to become famous on there because I see how miserable, like I don't need that kind of thing. I just want to share all of my content and be like, look at this cool thing I found out or look at this cool thing I'm doing or like, maybe you yeah. want to do it too. I want to inspire people to realize you can be creative and, and there's a whole bunch of ways to do it, but it's hard to do when you have like, n nobody's watching you really your content is, yeah, you know. it, it feels, you know, same with like doing a podcast, yeah. you know, like you feel like yeah. you feel like your, your show, even though like, I mean, I know there's people out there that put like a lot of effort into making like the quality, the, the, the interviews or, or the content that they're making, they spend a lot of time. And then there's other people that don't spend any time. Yeah, they don't edit. They don't angry. do anything. They just pump out episode yeah. after yeah. episode. Yeah, 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 But then it feels like my show that I'm, I'm trying to work hard and make something out of, it gets buried mm -hmm. under the masses of like thousands or millions of people out there that are just mm -hmm. put, cranking out stuff without yeah. even thinking about it. it the, you know, it, so it's like, I'm, the world yeah, is saturated that. with content. There's, there's too much of it. It's, it's saturated and there's not enough that's good. There's just content just everywhere. You cannot yeah. escape it. <laughs> and, and it's weird too. Like, cause I remember a couple of years ago, well, probably like five or six years ago, my kids were like really into YouTube well, I guess they've been into it cause YouTube has been like that's that's their generation. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. like their generation grew up on YouTube. Like we didn't have YouTube growing up. We had libraries, you know. Yeah, and we had we to had, like if you wanted to find out something we had about MTV the, the, and libraries. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, you go to the the big library downtown and and go in the basement and get the microfish out to find really old information, yeah. stuff that had been compressed down on this little film. You know, like that's how you research back in the day. Yeah. You know, like now we can just like you know, pull up Google. What, what is this? Oh, wait, I got to watch this thing. Cause every time I say that word, it'll oh, start talking yeah. like, <laughs> but Google uh, is always listening. <laughs> yeah. All of your smart devices are always listening. Yep. They are. And I'm not, it, I'm like not saying that, that think they can... shit. This is real. Not like when they were saying it like 70 years, like in the seventies when like yeah. they were crazy. Now that things are really listening to us. So <laughs> yeah, big, big brother is they, they know, yeah. they know where you are. <laughs> yep. We all have a GPS in our pocket. So yeah. like if you, your name ever comes up to, for whatever reason in their database for a crime or something, you know, yeah. like they will find you really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's one of the lessons or things that we, you know, that people, anybody that creates content, it's hard, that, you know, want, to, want to yeah. do something good. You know, they realize that, that it is very difficult. It still mystifies me how people get viral and there's just like, get big on TikTok. And it's like, I just, I don't understand how you got in front of the right eyes. Cause that's what it takes is like right. being in front of one pair of eyes that's the right pair of eyes and that's what's going to change everything right yeah 
And it's hard to find that pair of eyes in a world full really of eyes. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, my friend, uh, Rob, uh, shout out, Big Rob. Um, he was telling me six months ago or I think I, I mentioned it to you, too, because we started talking about like YouTube shorts, you know, like yeah, the little yeah. short videos. And since I have like the stockpile of all my gaming videos of every time I've streamed live games, you know, he was like, dude, just take some clips from the games mm -hmm. like your past streams and start pumping them out because that's he said that's what everybody's doing. So I tried it one day and just to see what it was like, you know. I'm like, let me take a clip from my Twitch channel from the video, and then I'll put that into this other thing and make a, you know, the clip bot or whatever, and then make a YouTube short. Um, that first day that I did it, there was two videos that had like over 2000 views within like the first hour. Yeah. And every single video I, I pumped out after that, two, yep, yep. maybe four, I have, five. I had a very similar experience, and then Where I waited a go? while, and it happened again exactly the same way one shot off and the next few didn't do well and so now i'm taking i feel like i want i gotta take a break even though i've only put out like maybe six shorts but it like it was such I think a that's all I did it was too. such a weird it was... it's a weird experience uh because what i i did it i did a cap this was what drove me crazy my most recent short is a cat video short of my my lovey lovey baby Baxter, and I thought, okay, people are gonna this is gonna do well. This will be fun to see because it's cute. It's a cat. The internet fucking loves cats. Nope. Yep. It nope. Really? And I'm it like, it's a cat it? video, you fuckers. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever. It it is such a strange experience. If you really like, especially me, I love data, and so and trying to figure out how things work. And yeah. it just mystifies me because I'm like, how does this work? Like, how, how can I, how, how do they know? How, how does, how does it this know? happen? Does, because yeah. so many people act like, oh, it's so easy. And you just create content. It's so easy. And it's like, none of it is actually easy. If you're doing it all by yourself. Oh, I know. And like, none of it's easy. <laughs> but it's fun. So. <laughs> and, and there's people, like you said, there's people that say that it's easy and I'm like, what, what part of it is easy? And there's, there's people, I mean, especially like in the podcast world, there's a lot of people that, that it, it, it is easy for them because they, they have, they have a million episodes, you know, and they pump out a, an episode every week or something like that. And they don't do any editing. They don't, yeah. You know, they're not trying to attract a certain yeah. audience. They, they're it's more of a hobby to them. Yeah, yeah. And they don't really care about getting seen because, but like, I'm trying to pump out value. What I, what I feel is valuable information, Same. you know, uh, to, to get, to spur people's interest and, in, and in say, you know, whatever, that's why I've been doing the variety of topics, but with the overall theme of mental health, because everybody needs to know or think about mental health, you know, from time to time. But like, what if I sprinkle mental health on top of, you know, pop culture, like video games or, or content creation or whatever the topic is, you know, and then that's a way of doing yeah. something, you know, but it's like, at the same time, when it feels like it doesn't matter, then that's when my problems or issues start to be like, why am I doing anything? Yeah. I why do I bother? Too. You know, yeah. but it's, that's what I've learned is like, I, I got to push through that because it, it matters to me. I'm doing this, not I'm doing it 
because I want to help people. But at the same time, I'm doing it for me to have something to do because I don't mm. really do anything. I play some games every once in a while, mm -hmm. but for the most part, I don't do anything besides watch TV or research things that interest me. Right. You know? And then and what do you, like, and then the problem is what do you do with all this knowledge that you've obtained? Right. So then you exactly. want to share it. That's what happens. That's how you get a YouTube channel or a podcast. You're like, I have all yep. this stuff that I want to share and there's just no, not enough people around to share it with. So right. give it to the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, yeah, it's the same thing. Like I, we don't have to dig into this one, but it was like, what kind of audience are you trying to reach? Mostly it was a question, but I, I think that's. Well, I mean, my audience is definitely intelligent people who have a sense of humor. Well, this is my ideal audience. All right. Intelligent <laughs> okay. people who have a sense of humor and a, a love of learning new things and, you know, don't mind me providing some of that. Right. Like, that's that's my ideal audience. I don't know yeah. who my audience is now. It's not very many people, as far as I know. It's probably my dad <laughs> and my <laughs> some of my closest friends on Facebook. My mom, my my brother, and my sister in law. <laughs> like, uh, so th that's my audience now, and they all fit pretty much in most cases that criteria of of like my desired audience is because my friends hmm. are smart people who are inquisitive and love to learn. And so that's just naturally why my friends would be my audience. <laughs> you, you just gave me like an idea because like, since I don't really, I adjusted my mic. Um, you, you gave me an idea. You made me think that like, I should start doing some podcast episodes in the future with the intention as if I was sharing information, like whatever my subject matter is with like my past family, like, like the family that's no longer here in this mm, plane telling of existence. Them about like what this world is like and what you learned today. About yeah. The world. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> Alternatively, you could make yourself an AI friend and you could have a whole conversation they oh, do geez. really good voice AIs now too. You could have a whole conversation about a topic that you like with AI, which might be good for like one episode. Um, though from my experience, not a lot of people are looking for AI content yet, <laughs> given how little people have watched uh, the series that I spent a lot of time on. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the AI thing interest is, is interesting. I was like seeing uh, something for like, I guess, I guess it's like a bot or like an AI thing for like, you know, you can like design <laughs> your perfect like anime girlfriend oh, yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like no, that. I think I, one of my, and I was like, what? <laughs> well, um, there is, yeah, I, I'm going to be doing an ep one episode uh, on weird AI uh, in hopefully soonish, I guess. And uh, yeah, there's definitely that kind of AI out there, but also if you've watched, um, there's one video I did about AI art and there's one, you can create your own anime porn. I, it was one of my more recent ones. Oh yeah. Where, Didn't you have like the links and stuff? I think. Yeah. I yeah. I think it was the one where then I interviewed um, my friend, Nick twist, who's an artist in New Jersey and David DiMatteo, who is an artist in uh, Wisconsin. 
so it was like a collaborative uh, project. But yeah, I mentioned in there about that not safe for work uh, image yeah, generator yeah. that you can create your own like anime porn with. I didn't try it. I just know what <laughs> I've heard about it. So, but well, yeah. here, here's what I thought of when I first heard or when I saw like, I think I was scrolling on the like the the Play Store for for apps or something, and I saw like a little advertising. So I clicked and I read the little description for the app, and it was like saying like Yeah, you can do all this. You know, if you're lonely, you can oh, yeah. create this. You know, person oh, to to talk to you and stuff like that. But the first thing that I thought of, and I don't know if if you've seen it, but or, or watched the show Archer. Oh, I that, fucking love Archer. Yeah. Well, well, like uh, the the one in the first several seasons there's the like the kind of the mad scientist dude krieger yeah you know who has a hologram anime wife that that is you know i guess built on ai or something but like that's that's what i thought of i'm like hey that's krieger's wife you know like you're gonna yeah um so like it it was just fun archer is the cartoon i watch before i go to bed (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i i didn't understand like i didn't I thought it got canceled or or like it ended like probably eight years ago or something like that, but apparently they were still making it. So I, I I put all the rest of the episodes on my Plex server. Mm. I went and got them and, and put them on there so that I could watch them. And I never seen past like uh, season four. And then I was like, uh, it gets weird. <laughs> it, it it is really weird it now. Really I have weird. no idea what's really going on. It's like in some weird alternate like mm-hmm. reality or or something they were on like a, a like a, in the past um, okay, like 1920s hollywood okay. yeah and then they were like, on an island yep. for a whole season yep. Yep, yep, yep. and, and then like, they were well, like yeah yeah so i think that's where i just ended was like where they're on an island and and now they're well we're in, in the space. we're almost in this okay i think i've done seen that one we're almost <laughs> in the same place because i only recently started watching archers and so that's why i like i love it it's new to me i've and i'm gonna i want to watch it all over again um, but we're almost in the same place because I know what's going to happen very soon. Cause I just watched it. Like, oh, geez. Yeah. This like within this last week, um, I watched like one episode every, at, at least one episode a week, I would say. And then like, maybe sometimes I'll, I'll watch another episode because I, I, at this point I'm like so confused. It's still hilarious, you know? And, and I, yeah, it'll I make sense. It'll make sense. It'll, it'll make sense. Yeah, it'll make sense eventually. I promise. I promise. It just it was it was the end of one of the seasons. Well, I'm probably giving it spoilers. People don't want to hear spoilers, but well, I mean, it's a what is the moratorium or whatever it is on like because oh yeah, it's how, been out it's for been so out long for a while. Well, actually, wait, not that long. Actually, um, not as it was. Me and my friends were talking about it before I retired oh, shit. from the uh, the military. And I think that was like they were on like season two. Okay, so back in like 2014 or yeah, 15. Yeah, but it's still. I didn't know they were still making it. Honestly, that's makes me happy right now. Um, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Um. Uh, what's her, what? In, in the first several seasons, it was like Cheryl or Carol. Cheryl Tons. Yeah, they Judy kept Greer's they kept messing. She yeah. is like so out there. She's so like, crass. It's wonderful yeah just insane yeah. i don't know like it but it awesome at the same time yeah just saying the right twisted thing at the right time that makes absolutely no sense <laughs> regarding the situation they're in yeah that's awesome 
but but they're all pretty cool though krieger was was kind of crazy and out there yeah he does some weird um, shit he's a creepy yeah. creepy well he's in he and he's an ex not he's a nazi scientist right that's his yeah that's his background so yeah he's into a lot of weird experimentation and then of course lana lana's <laughs> amazing yeah well i mean she's the boobs so <laughs> <laughs> she got that attitude and yeah. just like yeah. take no bs from, yeah. from archer or anybody else yeah um yeah good show um so what did i already ask you what other types of content oh no what what other types i think you did kind of answer it what types of content do you consume on like youtube like oh. the same platform as what you're well, it's a variety of things, and um, if if you if anybody is really interested in the full list, I actually have on my uh, website uh, www yeah with frankie.net under the recommendations. I've got all the the YouTube channels that I find most it's like my recommendations for like if you're not going to watch my content, then these are the people <laughs> who are fantastic. It's a pretty good list. Um, it's definitely growing. Um, but yeah, we'll put it in the, uh, I'm going to put your, your site on the show notes too. So people can. All right. Yeah. Find that. I would say like my, my two top favorite female ones would be Simone Gertz, who's very, very famous amongst, um, anybody who's into science. Um, she's done Ted talks Mm. and stuff like that. And then Laura Kampf, who is a German woman who does uh, projects and things like that. They're both very creative, but um, women who do stuff, more masculine type stuff, right? Like more woodworking, more uh, robotics. They have a good understanding of things that I don't have understanding of how, you know, like when it comes (laughs) to electricity and things like that they're those two women i would say are awesome and then um answers with joe definitely and then there's another guy you would love his work it's north of the border he does clay work like sculptures and they're really he's got a really good dry sense of humor you just watch him you just it's a like a first person point of view so Hmm. you just watch him make he made this one recently he made was um the Simpsons, a sculpture of the Simpsons. He's also, he did a Diablo one that was really amazing. Um, yeah. He's got a really good dry self deprecating sense of humor. I like to watch him. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've definitely started watching YouTube a lot more. Um, since you've started creating. Well, yeah. And then even more now, because it's just like, there's a lack of anything really good when it comes to programming for the most part. There's a couple of mm-hmm. shows, but I don't want to burn through them. So I try to make it like I watch the show on Sundays, you know, like old school. Remember when, when we were kids and like you, you only had that choice to wait once a week right. to watch your favorite show. Right. So I so I do that. But then it leaves me with all this like so I spend a lot of time learning and watching things on YouTube. I think it's it's what's interesting about YouTube is that the the. I don't know if it's, I know it's changed a good bit since it was first introduced, but like when it first came out, it seemed like it was the place to just find funny, random videos, you know, like it it, it was just weird stuff that you can't find anywhere else. 
like you said, you're not going to find it like on a streaming service or, or, or whatever, you know, like Netflix or yeah. the other ones. Um, but like back then, what I started finding was that most people are, I guess the content creators of, of the time of like the early, let's see, uh, mid two thousand, early two thousands, like was, was all these people that, uh, that like whenever I had a question about how to do something or how to fix something, then YouTube was usually my first place to go to figure out how that is done or mm, how to do it, it's it still that, because, yeah. and it, it, it is still that, but, but so much more okay. too, you know, like, Such I mean, high now you quality can, stuff. There's some such yeah. amazing quality stuff on there. Like even like documentaries and yeah. things that are, you know, the film quality is, 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 is amazing. Like I, I will say that like one of my, a, a good companion to a, a psychedelic trip is one of the 4k drone videos that go on for like eight hours. There's like eight hours of drone video at 4k. <laughs> and when you're like looking at the, you know, the Swiss mountains or, uh, you know, yeah. places in Norway and, and, and all this stuff, it's just amazing looking, you know, like you can just see all these places that you've, never been to in real life or even if you were there it wouldn't look as clear as this video is because at the 4k quality you're just like even yeah on any substance you're watching it going like wow how do they make it so freaking clear that's the problem now i think and it's going to be in the future is kids who've seen that kind of footage when you see it in person it's definitely not going to be as impressive as what you saw on your giant 4k screen in your living room it's it's gonna be way more way less vibrant and that's gonna be sad that's gonna be sad for like yeah that's unfortunate especially like when when like i'm we're both wearing glasses but like my eyes are like so bad nowadays that like you know i'm gonna have to if i get a chance to travel the world you know, by the time I do, I'm going to be so old that yeah, my eyes, yeah. I'm, it's going to, it's a, definitely not going to be as vibrant, you know? So I'm kind of glad that they do have these yeah. videos, but like that's an, that's at the same time, I'm like, that's an interesting, like completely different way to look at it. That's yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's like, I get to see it now, but it's, I don't know. I've, I've had a, I've come to a whole new philosophy on, on life and death and all these things and like the many different layers of our existence. And, and it's like, well, it's like, you know, if I don't get to see it in in this current iteration, you know, like I'm I'm hopeful that I will get to see or do something if there's something that I want to do. But most likely, I'll change my mind at some point if it's. But a lot of times, there's something I'm thinking, oh, I really want to do this, you know. And then the experience is different. Like when I was younger, I always wanted to travel the world and see like the uh, what is it the, the eight mysteries or, or the, oh the eight what? marvels of the world or whatever like the pyramids yeah. and... and so i got to like go to the pyramids when i was in the marines yeah, I've been there. and like freaking not as i mean it was still cool and i'm glad that i got to go and see it but it's like i want to do it on my own terms you know like yeah not but still stuck in a I'm gonna, tour group i'm and... gonna tell you <laughs> I, I i i spent of uh, several days in egypt uh the, um, a guy I was dating, his oh, dad cool. was there teaching English. And so we went out there and I'd been fascinated with Egyptian everything forever. Like I even have a tattoo of the eye raw 
on my chest. Like I, it was, and, but the experience there was so disappointing Yeah, that it's so sad. It's a sad place in my mind. Like the smell of the city is like burnt tires. There was horses, like dead horses float in the river because they take the horses up to the, um, the pyramids. Mm. But then what do you do with the dead horses? And they just throw them. I was there during a garbage strike too. Um, the sanitation for food, like in the markets, it was just, I think that just happened in France like a month ago or two. Yeah. It was just, I mean, I I wrote about it. Uh, I wrote about that the whole trip. So that's on my website too, but yeah, it was just hard. Like, so I did nothing is (laughs) I I'm so skeptical (laughs) of like, if I love this thing, maybe I just want to keep loving it. And I don't want to like, ruin it by experiencing the reality <laughs> of it you yeah because yeah it's like going Another back friend to and- like something you used to love as a kid and being like oh this is so small mm. and sad now actually and it completely right. changes your memory of that thing so just sometimes memories are best just like don't you don't always have to go home right <laughs> or just or just not dwell so much on like the expectations right, of right. that memory yeah. that or that you got from that memory. And that's what like my friend Rian was on a past episode. He read a good passage and, he, and he's read it several times and our, our groups that we talk in and stuff, but like, it's about expectations. And, and I, I was like, I, I think about that all the time now because whenever something seems like disappointing, I'm like, is it really disappointing or was my expectation too, too high? high? Yeah. Yeah, so like it's it's just a whole perspective kind of thing. Well, it's hard think, to do but... because you want to have high expectations, right? Yeah, it's good to have because that's goals. That's like wanting better right. things, right? Wanting things to be better, but so you have to find that balance between high expectations and like like you have to find the realistic part of it, right? Right. The the balance that's going to not make you feel like, oh, I should have expected more or I should have expected less. You have to learn to find that like it is what it is, is a fucking fucking hate that <laughs> line. But sort of that like acceptance of, you know, I was, you know, you just gotta learn to manage your expectations and and compress them maybe, or I don't know, maybe spread them out. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I think I talked about this yeah. last time too. It's just it, it's it's very difficult, you know, and it's definitely a, a difficult topic. Um, and it's but it's interesting at the same time because it it, it applies to everyone, you know. Like yeah. all humans have some kind of expectation. Even you know they get up in the morning and you know what am I going to do today or what do I need to do or you know what am I going to get out of this or you know whatever you know whatever the case may be but and it's it, it there's so many layers to it i think well with, i think it's also part of and, like people are have not learned to deal with disappointments or um unmet expectations and it's making society fucking terrible because everybody mm. is so entitled to this great experience that doesn't exist and right. and so like they're it's not being met their expectations aren't being met and 
and it immediately makes them angry or violent or whatever. That's, I yeah. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Exactly. I mean, there it's when I, when I think back to like being a kid and, and having one of those horrible, like, like a Christmas day or something, you know, not getting the present I wanted or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or, or the times I didn't get anything, you know, yeah, because we were yeah. too freaking poor, yeah. you know, like those lessons taught me or those experiences formed in my mind what I thought were lessons that if I don't want that kind of thing to happen to me again, I need to be better or do more or work harder to make sure that like, I don't have a bad experience in the future like this, you Mm -hmm. know, and then, you know, especially for like my, my kids or something, you know, I don't want my kids to go through what I did, you know, but yet at the same time, they're dealing with, a you know, looking at things of like how my parents acted and Mm -hmm. things like that. And when, when I was at my worst, you know, like I was kind of mirror imaging some of those things like my parents did. And it's like, man, it's like, I'm doing the same. It's like a repeat cycle. So like to break the cycle, I have to break my way of thinking on those expectations or what I thought were lessons and things that I had to do to not be a certain way. You know, like if I don't want to be like my parents, you know, you can't just do everything the opposite of what they did. You know, you have to take what they did and the lessons and look into it deeper and be like, I'm going to maybe unfortunately do something similar, but it's not, you know, the the big difference is when I mess up or something or do something similar. The the thing is, is like my parents never apologized right. for any of those things. Yeah. So what I will do is approach my kids when I do something, when I fuck up and be like, look, I am really sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen like that. You know, it just happened because it's like some stuff gets hardwired in, you know, and it's like <laughs> you don't you don't know how to to act sometimes. And no matter how many times I'm like, I don't want to be like my parents or let my kids go through that. It it you know, the shit happens. And so like, but I got to be better than that and, and take the extra step and be like, look, guys, I didn't I didn't mean for that. So already what makes you know, like our generation different than the one that raised us is that that you were able to like acknowledge all of what you just said because that generation that raised us was just exactly like that oh my parents did this so i'm gonna just go the complete other direction and not find a balance and not and also you're you know you talk to your kids about you know a lot like probably more than your parents talk to you about any fucking thing if you know you're you know, if your parents were anything like all of our parents were um yeah so you're yeah, you're already not you're already awareness. so much not your parents that i think you're good i think you're safe yeah <laughs> but i can still be better and that's that's the goal like i think my my well goal that's the is purpose of life that's, push the boundaries yeah you know that's like what we're here for it's just become better got yeah the whole meaning of life doesn't have to be anything more than every day just be better than the day before and don't be too hard on yourself if you haven't been able to achieve that but just keep trying right yeah and there's you know there's like acceptance and 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 all that and like if something happens it happens it you know but you gotta <laughs> kitty kitty so, so some of the things that you've done on your videos, like with AI, um, what is, uh, 
I think we'll, we'll do like one more of these and mm-hmm. then, oh, what else was I got? I had something else, but, and then we'll wrap up shortly after that. I'm, I'm going to start keeping episodes shorter nowadays instead okay. of like yeah. doing like a two and a half hour episode takes me like way too long to edit. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, we kind of talked about that. Well, I guess what, what is the main reason for creating content? You, you, you discussed like putting the information yeah. out there that you're interested Wanting in. To share. And also yeah. it, uh, bef- before I started this, I had never even like three years ago, three and a half years ago, I hardly ever watched YouTube. It, like I know knew almost nothing about it. And so uh, when I started, I didn't know anything about anything about video audio, everything that comes with like <laughs> how you edit a fucking video was all brand new. So the, the thing about it is I'm so far behind on all of my knowledge that doing these videos, just editing will pacify part of my brain that wants to learn all that kind of stuff for a long time. And then implementing the creative parts in there and coming up with the creative stuff is a whole completely different part of my brain. That's all going to be happy about it. And then the actual production of the videos where I'm creating the thing and doing the thing that I'm shooting is also satisfying another part of me that wants to do. So I think the thing that keeps me going, despite the fact that very few people watch my content is that I'm sharing what I'm learning with other people while I'm also learning other things. And while I'm also like nourishing myself, you know, like, the things I need to do for my mental health are met when I'm creating things. So I guess that's my whole drive behind it is just, it's, it's a, a lot, but just like me, yeah. um, it's a <laughs> lot of stuff that uh, keeps me going and like makes me want to do it and why I keep doing it. It, it's, it seems very similar to like why, why I started this show. Like I wanted to have it it's a part of my healing journey to do the episodes, to talk to all these different people, you know, each episode's a different person. So I'm like, even some people I've never talked to before. So it's like, you know, for a long time, I think I kind of forgot like how to speak, you know, like I could speak words and knew what things, but like, I didn't, I wasn't communicate doing the things that I was trained to a long time ago, like standing in front of a class and teaching, Mm. you know, a bunch of, people about whatever the topic is or you know boring people to death with a freaking powerpoint slideshow you know which i used to do um but like the i kind of lost that but i wanted to make it fun it's it's a for fun thing to do and and that's one of the things that's difficult too about 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 not just talking or speaking like public speaking or whatever but like um doing the interview recording is kind of the fun part for me mm-hmm. like and, and doing the talking and then afterwards is where the real work comes in like before there's like a pre-workup you know like think of all the things i want to talk about write it down mm-hmm. do whatever i got to do and then jump in and record and then after the fact it's like man i gotta 
do a lot of shit to get this to sound how I want it to sound, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's difficult and it still, I'm never satisfied, but it's still at the same time. I think that's when I kind of get kind of beat down on myself is when it doesn't turn out exactly how I wanted it or how I thought the whole thing with the expectations, you know, it's yeah. like, even if I have like a really good time during the discussion, talking to, to a friend or a guest or, or whoever, you know, at, at the end, it's like, I get to the finished product and I'm like, is this really done? Can I release this? Do I really want to put this out there? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I got to like weigh it out yeah. and I'm like, ah, screw it. And then I hit send <laughs> and it's, it's out there yeah. and I'm like, all right. Yeah. And then, so, then I end up like, you know, if I hear anything, it, it's usually something good or, you know, so I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, it is. It's the whole content creation thing is difficult. I think there's I think some people have ideas about it. And and I know I do sometimes because I think there's people out there that that are making the big bucks, you know, mm-hmm. on, on whatever content they're putting out, but yet maybe they're not even the ones like behind the camera. Oh yeah. No, they or, got teams. They have teams. Yeah. They're not even the ones doing the editing, yeah. you know, like all this yeah. stuff, they have all that. And it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Making <laughs> a piece of content is easy. Consistently making content and trying to keep it, interesting and fresh is not easy and if it was easy everybody would be fucking doing it i mean a lot of people are doing it uh some with much more success than others but but it it to to try to do a good job and to be consistent it's a lot of work it's like another job even if you're enjoying it right you if, if you have to you know if you're consistent and that's what they tell you you have to do to to get people to watch like yeah that that's what people were telling me about streaming like video games it's like you know if you're on twitch and you're playing a game you know the the thing with it is like even if you're not even playing the game as well as you could or you're not in it for any kind of competition thing or you know trying to do as good as you can at the actual game if the game is just like the background thing that the, the what I've heard from all the streamers or people that that do tutorials on how to be good at it, you know, the, the, the main thing they'll tell you is to be consistent with a schedule. Like if you are going to be streaming online, playing whatever game, like announce it, you know, have a page that has your set schedule for the days you're going to stream. And I'm like, I just I can't. Yeah, you can't. Do that. Like, yeah. yeah. When I started this podcast, I wanted to record an episode uh at first it was like every week mm-hmm. and I did that for like two or three months. And I was like, well, this is freaking hard, man. Like yeah. it was like a job and that's the quickest way to burn out, mm-hmm. like burn yourself out, taking something that's a hobby and then turning it into actual work. And that's you know? one like, reason why I, to me, I want to reach people, but like, I don't want that fame or anything. I don't want it to become work because that it defeats the purpose yeah. of the part of it that is being done just for me, for my mental health, it becomes not fun. And I know this because I felt the same way going to culinary school. When you cook for, you know, when you cook for a living, that's not fun. So (laughs) I know that from experience. And so like, yes, I want more people to see the content, blah, blah, blah. 
but like yeah. I can't let I can't it can't get big because I don't want everything that comes with that the negative comments the bullshit that I hear from like bigger YouTubers and like when you listen to every channel has that obligatory one episode where they they have to talk about the negative comments and basically talk mm. about like yeah it's hurtful and this and that and i've watched that happen on plenty of channels that i like and that's that's not my jam man <laughs> no thank <laughs> you <laughs> it, it it's just yeah it seems like it's just a lot to deal with with the with the people like you said with the people that do make it like make it into their job and or, or whatever it's like and and i've the same thing i've heard about streamers you know people streaming games they they face burnout and and all the negative comments and, and then all the hate and, mm -hmm. and the, all the stuff coming the at them for whatever reason yeah. and it's like man that that sucks man like people suck <laughs> like, yeah yeah like... and that's the that's <laughs> the fucking problem <laughs> and and it's it's just like anything though like when you are doing something that you're putting yourself out there for potentially millions of people to yeah. see the more people that see it like the more you know more, you may get mm -hmm. a lot of people that like it but but it's going to be with the difference in people the different kinds of people out there like there's always going to be people that hate for no and for you know? no reason sometimes just because they want yeah. to because yeah. some people cannot deal with their own issues and they have to project it onto other right. people with horrible like the people that can't just scroll by a comment in on in social media you know they have to put their two cents in no matter what it is yeah. and it's this little blurb of negative whatever <laughs> yeah. bs and then everybody's like why why did you even you don't need to be like that like do you not <laughs> see it's like it's ironic they just don't see it and do i don't read think my feed <laughs> maybe, I, I think there's some people that see that they are being an asshole and they're doing it purposefully with an intention to be like that um but i think a lot of people are just an asshole and they don't nope. think about yeah yeah that, that that they're doing it they don't see that aspect of it or that perspective yeah. so it's like how do, how do how do we just mass educate people on how to not be an asshole you know like, uh, education you know how this country loves education so it's not gonna happen oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. um uh, what else now we got um I was going to ask you about like all the tech stuff and cameras and video, but I think we may save that for another time. Like when I have that's, more, that's all like yeah. semantics or like, you know, yeah. nuances of creation, you know? Yeah. Um, but let's see what else did I, I didn't put my finishing notes on here, but that's okay too. Um, so I will put your website and all the pertinent information on where to find you. You can still put notes. like Twitter on there or whatever, but I only just use it to release stuff mostly these days. And once in a while, I'll tell people that I miss them because <laughs> I, I, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I, see, I can't I see be you there, on there anymore. I can't. It's, it's way too toxic and it's just gotten worse. Like just based on reporting of people who talk about it and how it's no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. It's changed quite a bit. I think I've kind of got my feed kind of how I like it, but there's some stuff that is, is 
I don't know. I mean, for the most part, I, I follow a lot of good accounts and I learn a lot of cool stuff and see a bunch of stupid, funny videos and yeah, things see, that are just like that instant gratification of yeah. whatever. If I go on like Facebook or something, then I see it's it's. Well, Facebook is I, getting kind of like that for me now, but uh, Twitter always had that allure for me. Like I'd go into all of the comments and then it would just make me oh. angry and uh yeah that happens occasionally with me and, but uh, for the most part i don't open or read replies or responses i just read the initial i, and I can't like help myself man. or retweet <laughs> the morbid it's, curiosity it's like, and then it's just a terrible feeling i don't know leaving twitter has been very liberating for me i miss so many they're, people they're, there who have not followed me onto any other platforms uh, or you know, any haven't been communicating with me, but I just, it has been so good for my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, and, and like I said, at the beginning of this is like, what works for one person is mm -hmm. not necessarily for everyone. Like for me, that's kind of like the only place I feel like I have left besides like the few discord groups that I have. Uh, when, when I go on like Facebook, it's all family, not even really family, but it's like, other people that are even coworkers, past oh, coworkers. See. I I cut out a ton of people, but it's still too messy for me to. If I, I think I I think I tainted it like ten years ago. Like Facebook, like and, and all the people I knew in real life that I was friends with on there. Yeah, you tainted like, it with that I, for sure. Yeah, mine is just yeah, like <laughs> mostly, almost entirely people from Twitter. And ever mm. and nobody like I've got family members on there, obviously, but like nobody else from my past, really, like only my closest friends who, you know, and only yeah. like two and they don't even use it. Right. So it's uh, yeah. I, I scan it like once a day, maybe to see like whose birthday it is. And then like I'll scroll and, and just kind of see what people are up to, like my nieces and nephews and and people like that, that I care about, you know, I'll see what's going on. And then I'm like, okay, it's kind of like, you know, getting up in the morning, reading the newspaper to see mm -hmm. what's going on. Yeah. I, I do my morning check-in, kind of see what's going on. And then I'm like, I'll see a bunch of crazy stuff. And then I'll jump over to Twitter where I'm like free to, you know, crazy like, Oh, look at this stuff. crazy <laughs> thing that's going on. Like, what the hell is this? Like, you know, I'll learn about a bunch of weird stuff too. Lots of people talking crap about the submarine and oh, all that God. weird shit. I mean, but, yeah. but yeah, no, the sad thing about the Twitter was that I went there and it was the only place I had. And it was my, you know, it was super important for me at the time and very, you know, everybody who's been there with me knows the whole story, whatever. And it's, it's interesting because you keep saying like, whatever works for somebody doesn't work for somebody else. But sometimes what works for somebody evolves and changes and that thing no longer True. works for that person. And that's the important right. part of the journey is to be able to recognize that this thing that saved my life, my mental health is no longer doing, it's no longer serving me in the same way. And so that's the hard part to figure out because yeah, what works for you doesn't work for me, but also what works for you may not end up always working for you. And then you have to pivot and you have right. to come up with like, 
what's something else that I can do? Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's like the evolution of it, you know, yeah. and, and being aware that things do change. Yeah. And, and I think that it, that, that is, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good place to end there. All the right. importance of change and evolution and awareness of those things. So, uh, Frankie, thank you once again for coming on to the wormhole manifest podcast it's where we're and a pleasure <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Now bring me <laughs> but, your uh... wife, bring me your wife. <laughs> <laughs> She, she, I made a joke. I got to put this out there because it's hilarious. Um, normally she, she's sitting over on the couch here because my office isn't really an office. It's just part of the living room. But like when I'm recording uh, an episode, she has to like go hide out in the bedroom because she likes to vape like I do. Mm. And the, the vape makes a lot of noise. So like I, whenever I vape, I mute my mic, you know, but I don't know when she's going to vape. So I don't want like every 15 seconds have to clip, uh, yeah. cut a clip out of vape sound. So she goes to hide in some bedroom. So before we started recording tonight, I was like, okay, there you go. Off you go to your kennel. Go to your kennel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> she about smacked me. So, yeah. She's lovely as always. Of course. But, uh, but yeah, thanks again. Um, everybody, go check out the uh, Frankie's youtube with frankie um, with frankie cooking learning making growing creating and doing with frankie. all those things doing it with, with frankie, frankie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah congratulations three years that's pretty good i'm i don't know when i started this show maybe it was two years ago but yeah it was about you know, a year and a half or so two years yeah but i but i have only <laughs> The first like three months was episode after episode. And then after that, it's like one episode a month if, <laughs> if people are lucky. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I shout out Rob earlier. Um, do you have anybody you want to shout out? Just <laughs> we shout out Rachel. <laughs> yeah, shout out Rachel. Um, just, you know, all the YouTubers that I mentioned, they're bigger accounts, obviously. Yeah. But uh they're very good quality accounts. You'll you'll learn things. You'll be inspired by them, for sure. You said that list is on your my site website page? with Frankie.net. Yeah, and under okay. the um, more and favorites and recommendations, there's a bunch of stuff there. There's uh, the podcasts, and then specific episodes, and then film, TV, and series that I watch, and then my recommended video games because I like the games so. All right. Man, I need to play some games. I haven't played in forever. I hear good things about Starfield. Uh, I'm very excited. <laughs> um, I guess normally I would do the whole outro thing, but I don't have that list in here. So people can check out the um, my link tree of wormhole underscore manifest. And I think that has a link to all the socials. So everybody, thanks for listening. Frankie, once again, thank you for joining me. And we will see everyone next time. Next time. Cheers. Cheers.